But I don't know any of the new artists, you know, as Taylor Swift would say. (laughs) (laughs) Move on. I don't know. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Cloud Whisperers. I'm David Broussard. And I am Brian Cheatham. And we're back yet again, and today we have a special guest. But before we get to that, Brian, what the heck have you been up to lately? I have been having a good old time with Active Directory Recovery. Uh, Quest has a uh, Quest Software has a product called Recovery Manager for Active Directory, mm-hmm. and it basically allows you more methods to do an active directory recovery. For example, I can do a granular online restore. So I can go into a particular object where attributes have changed and I can do an authoritative uh, restore from a backup uh, that recovery manager takes. I can also automate the forest recovery side of it too. So if for whatever reason, ransomware hits and, takes down all of my domain controllers, I can actually automate the process for the forest recovery. So um, there's some pretty cool features that that product has. And um, I actually have a deployment coming up soon. So I've been uh, feverishly trying to get up to speed on the product. But uh, interesting, these customers that have a global footprint as far as Active Directory is concerned. Um, and they haven't quite you know, made that complete jump to the cloud, but they still have maybe some hybrid extended identities is probably the way to say that. They still <laughs> well, have lots of organizations who don't want to move their whole AD up to the cloud. Yeah. Uh, the, the management up there is still difficult. If you've got a lot of people and you want to have OUs and you want to have delegated access and things like that, um, you're not getting that up in, up in Azure AD right now. So it kind of makes sense to not for some organizations to not move up there. And, yeah. and that, that ability to, to do backups and restores and stuff like that on AD, I always thought you had to do the whole thing at once. And I guess now this is a way you don't have to do it all at once. Yeah, I mean, what you have to do, well, I mean, if you don't have any kind of backup solution that allows for a, a granular type of, of restore, then you basically do a restore on one domain controller. It's called, a, it's called the non-authoritative restore, and you select the objects that you want that are authoritative, and then right. those replicate to um, the different areas. So it's not as you know as seamless as you'd want it to be. There's things like the AD recycle bin and things like that that you can use, but that's usually for like object deletions and whatnot. So. Uh, this product actually is really good in, in migration scenarios, too, when you're making a lot of changes to Active Directory. So, yeah. So what about you? What have, what have you been up to? Oh, man. You know, I, I guess the, the thing I've been up to that, that's exciting as opposed to, you know, talking about beating my head against certain walls is uh, I've been continually upgrading my home office um, and, uh, you know, in the old days I was downstairs, now I'm upstairs and I've got, you know, a closet behind me and, and, and the like, and I used to be a lot closer to it, but I moved my desk out a little bit. I got myself a ring light. So I have a little bit better lighting. And, um, yeah. and then I, I got my old friend out of storage. Uh, those of you that are listening won't be able to hear see this, but, uh, uh, there was a show that I was a big fan of back. I still am still a big fan, but back in the nineties called Babylon five. And uh, one of my buddies who went to game store found a cutout of him for like 20 or 25 bucks. 
And so he picked it up for me to buy. And uh, I still have him. And he has now joined me in my home office. Uh, and he sits right behind me. And there's a cool trick I do with a virtual background where I put up a, a, yeah. a still shot of the of the Babylon 5 space station. And when I step off the camera, the uh, the, the the team's AI that's doing the, you know, picking the person, it recognizes him as a face and then <laughs> outlines him. And it looks like he's now stepped in to take over for me while I've stepped away. So, so you that's to, what I'm You got to figure out a way to do the like a mouth or something like that and move it, you know, oh, so you yeah, can... <laughs> that'd be fun. I guess I can like get a little mouth and just, you know, on cardboard and just move it up and down with yeah. a string or something like that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been doing, improving the home office a little bit. I think, you yep. know, next oh. on the agenda is uh, a couple of, you know, 40 inch ultra wide monitors, you know, stacked on top of each other. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, but that'd be cool. Wouldn't it? I, be awesome. I did see, by the way, along that line, though, that Dell is now selling um, 27 and 35 inch all in one team certified monitors. And so you actually plug them in with a USB C into your computer. OK. Mm-hmm. And it will then, it has speakers and mics and a camera built into the 27 and 35 inch monitors. Wow. And and it's team and it's Microsoft team certified. So you plug it in and away you go. And then what can happen is it'll drive uh, you. I forget if it has an HDMI cable out as well, but it'll drive the monitor off of that. And then you can daisy chain a second monitor off of it. So you can get three monitors off of that one laptop or desktop that you're using if you want to. Is it touchscreen? Uh, no, I don't think it's a touch yeah. screen. I was going to say, that's like, like um, didn't make it like a and, mini service hub. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they were relatively pretty good pricing wise. Yeah. Right. If I remember correctly, they were about, um, I want to say it's about four or 500 bucks, which if you think about it for a team's device with microphones and, uh, stereo speakers and a camera built into it on top of a, a 27 inch monitor. I mean, I paid a couple, you know, you pay, you'll pay, you, know, you can get a 27 inch monitor now for. 150 bucks or less shop if you if you don't care who the manufacturer is uh <laughs> but if you if you know and dell makes good monitors so yeah no, uh, i do like the dell monitors they yeah do, it was it was do. it was a pretty neat little uh neat little gig they've got going there so yeah kind of the way it goes so maybe i'll get something like that at some point um but uh, right now my two asus 27 inches are doing just fine They're yeah i remember that setup that you had at the office at I got this one was like halfway between the resolution of a, of a 1080p and a 4k. It's like 3000 uh, vertical resolution, which right. is kind of a weird, I, and my problem is even on 27 inch monitor, I'm going to end up displaying it at 200% because yeah. I can't see the stuff anymore. Cause I'm an old yeah. fart and need glasses and I refuse to wear them. Jeez. So <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It's like, yep. <laughs> I've got the yep. resolution on these things set so high. Crazy. I remember driving 13 and a half inch monitors at 1020, was it 1024, 768? I think it was, that was the max resolution back then. Yeah. And, um, and everybody else is going around at 640 by 480. And, and I'm sitting here with the highest resolution with, you know, so I could get more code on the screen and, yeah. uh, everybody else is, you know, I, I can't see anything that small and I'm, I'm pshawing at them going, how, how can you not see? And now I'm sitting here going, yep, I got to run my, my surface book two's main now monitor. I, now 200%. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, you, you, you found a guest for today. Why don't you yeah, I, uh, tell us a little bit about, about him? 
I did, and actually, you know him as well. It's uh, it's funny, actually. Uh, I used to work for uh, Catapult Systems. Uh, his name is Sid Gutierrez. Um, hey there, Sid guys. and I. Hey, man. Hey, Sid. I, Sid. Nice to talk to you, man. Likewise, Dave. Long yeah. time no hear. Or well, you. all you got to do is listen to the podcast, Sid. You hear me every other week. Okay. <laughs> I mean live. I guess I meant live. <laughs> that and that yeah. and my joke a day on Facebook. So. Oh yeah, some of those are funny, but most of them I'm like, oh my lord, seriously, well, those I, are my, the what are they called? Dad jokes? They're, they're dad jokes. That's right. Yeah. And my my son gave me a dad joke a day calendar for Christmas, oh, and cool. I figured I figured I would every day when I pull that sucker off, I go ahead and and post it, you know, because it's it's I figure I should share the love that my son has for me and our sense of humor. So. But you're right. Some yeah. of them, some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I think the one yesterday was pretty good about, uh, you know, why does everybody wear shamrocks on St. Patrick's Day? Because real rocks are too heavy. But um, you know, but um, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, I told that to my daughter, and she just rolls her eyes and says, "I'm going to kill you one of these days. <laughs> Nobody will blame blame me." <laughs> <laughs> he was guilty to begin with with those jokes. <laughs> this is me. Yes. Yeah, why don't you tell us about yourself, man? Give us a quick introduction for our listeners and all that. And okay, I've known you for twenty years, so I don't I don't really need to to know anything else about you. Oh, man, are you trying to say I'm old? <laughs> I'm t- we're old. <laughs> I know. Well, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to come in, come on on your uh, podcast as a guest. And uh, again, my name is Sid Gutierrez. I've been uh, in the IT industry per se for a long, long time. Primarily, I've been on the staffing. And recruiting side. So companies I've worked for, companies that call me, typically call me because they need people. Not just regular people, but technical people. So I've been doing that for many, many years. Um, of course, when COVID hit last uh, year, about a year ago, almost exact, things kind of slowed down in the hiring side of things. And um, I had the opportunity to jump over to the products and services side and away from the human capital side. And it's uh, it's been challenging, but it's been great. I've been uh, learning a lot, work with a great team over at Salco Solutions Group, uh, really smart guys over there. Um, they primarily do small, medium business, managed services uh, offerings, but they also have a project projects that they engage with and you know your typical it integrator type of uh, solution sets and services so that's kind of where i've been uh you know for a couple months now and every day i learn something new every day there's a new challenge and every day is like i need to call brian or dave and figure out what this technology they're talking about is about um <laughs> and uh you, you still have a little book of acronyms right i do and they keep adding on. Every day I got to keep adding on another acronym. And But anyway, it's been fun and it's been great. We've got great uh, clientele. And, you know, every day we, our hope is, of course, to keep expanding on that, providing good solutions. And Office 365 is one of our really popular and, I guess, requested type of, hey, I need help with X, Y, or Z. Makes sense. It, it yeah. solves a lot of problems just out of the box for a lot of organizations. It does. And yeah. there's a resale component to that too, right? For um, managed services providers, you know, the cloud 
solution provider program and all of that. Right. And and then having a help desk and, and those sort of things, right? So yeah, I mean that's a I could see how Office 365 could could fill that fill that void for customers uh, in in a, in a good way. And it, it's interesting because you know Dave and I typically we're, we're we're talking more medium enterprise and all of that. And with managed services providers, I mean you don't really have a lot of what we call enterprise or I when I say enterprise, I mean like. 2,000, 2,500 users or more, or whatever the case is, right. you know, that's usually the type of stuff that we talk about. But, you know, every once in a while, we we, we do talk about the, you know, the smaller shops and the, the the small and medium businesses and whatnot. And and it's a different licensing set, right? So you've got to fill in the gaps where you don't have that license feature, um, and I think one of the things that uh, we were going to talk about today was the, you know, a third party backup solution, people not trusting all of their eggs in that Microsoft basket, right? Uh, where, where do I, what do I do as far as Office 365 backup? You know, and that's kind of the first question that I wanted to ask is, as a customer, if I come to you and say, "Hey, I want third-party backup," why do I even need it? You know, or, I mean, what what solutions are there for me? Or Correct. what do you guys use? It is interesting because as we meet customers, especially if they're going to be new customers, but even existing customers, a lot of times they're assuming everything's backed up, and and although it may be, it's like they're trying to maybe retrieve something from six months, a year, year and a half ago, look up. Uh, old emails pertaining to whatever. And what we found is that um, although, you know, the backup solutions for 365 exist, it's it's a little limited. And unless you know that, you, you know, whether it's from a technical sense or just a business sense, a third party uh, solution kind of can come in and like you were saying, fill those gaps where it's a longer term retention and it's a complete full backup of 0365 versus, you know, just your email or so that's where those questions pop up and we just kind of walk them through, you know, 0365 is a great product as is. However, if you want kind of a more holistic backup recovery uh, solution, we partner with, you know, there's so many out there, but one of our favorite is, uh, Island. It's it's a company, and they strictly focus on backup and recovery. But they've got a really good product called Secure Cloud Backup for specifically to plug into Microsoft 365. And those two intangents create a really great solution for long-term robust backup and retrieval. I think that the misconception of Office 365 and backups is it's it's not really a backup, right? I mean, it's your data is stored in multiple locations and uh, to get those longer retentions and all that stuff that you're talking about, you right. have to get in a higher tiered license with Microsoft and that costs money for, for these yeah. small and medium companies. Yeah, you don't get the, uh, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get, for example, um, litigation holds uh, yeah. until you get to that uh, business premium license, which mm. is 20, you know, 20 bucks a month. Um, yep. and, and you don't get that by the way on the E side until you get to your E3 license, right? The E1 license doesn't include that. You have to buy that as a separate SKU. Um, yeah. so if, if, if you want, if you need to be able to put people on litigation hold, 
and use those kind of retention policies um, to make sure that your data is around, then yeah, you've got you, you're going to have to buy, you know, higher level licenses, which may or may not be in your budget, uh, especially if you're a small uh, or mid-sized company. Correct. And I think the other thing too, right, is the when you speak of licensing costs and just having to pay more for those. And there's a lot in Office 365, right? It's not just the license, right? You've got to hire somebody to configure it. Right? You got to hire somebody to come in and configure those retention holds. And you- hey, 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 that's my job, man. Don't 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 <laughs> talking that down, okay? Because you know, but 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 actually, Brian, you're right. I mean. When you think about it, when you start talking about retention policies and you start talking about information governance and sensitivity labeling and all those really cool and powerful things, you don't just turn it on and walk away. You have to you have to spend time and effort understanding how those things are supposed to work and how that's going to affect your company. And once again, if you're a smallish or smaller company, um, you may not have the time or the skills to be able to go out and do that. And you may not want to hire somebody to come in and spend, you know, a bunch, you know, a couple of weeks understanding your content, understanding, um, you know, what retention schedules you need to need to build and apply uh, and things like that. And, and that is a place where having that security of a backup makes a certain amount of sense. Now, when it comes to files, OneDrive, SharePoint, right? There's a lot that Microsoft gives us with versioning and recycle bins and stuff like that. Sure. But when you get into email, mm, yeah. yeah, email doesn't really, yeah. it doesn't really necessarily, you know, if, if somebody deletes it, the admin's got, what is it, 15 days, I think? 14, uh, 14 days. Four, 14 yeah, days, yeah. Change it to 30, um, 30 days, but you got 14 days, yeah. Even 30 days is not all that long. Right. Um, you know, before you realize, oh, I deleted an email I needed. Oh, wait, it was 31 days ago and now it's gone forever. That That's not necessarily how people want to think about their, you know, their core business records inside of their system. Yeah, and it's not really straightforward either if, say, the, if you delete like an entire mailbox and 30 days later you set it up for retention, right? You put it on legal hold or whatever, you remove the license, it becomes an inactive mailbox. So right. I can search for it and e-discovery and do all that now. But again, I've got to have that license. Yeah, but but even then, I the set that up. Is, if you're going to yeah. restore it, you don't want to restore it on top of the person's actual mailbox. Because exactly. then you're taking them back to what they were 30 days ago. And nobody right. wants that. So you've got to restore it to another mailbox, and then you've got to pull the data that you want out of it. And that's that can be an awful lot of work. So, yeah. so Sid, how, how do you guys come into to, to working with you know working around this problem with iLand and and and, and I guess how, how does that look from a, from a, a cost standpoint for people? You know, the good thing about uh, the iLand product it's that uh, it's it's pretty affordable now. The pricing really is uh, customized according to the customer. Being that we deal primarily with SMB uh, size companies, and they can be anywhere from about 10 employees to about 500, 600-ish. Uh, beyond that, we we, uh, we there's the bigger players in the market that kind of go after those. So our focus is really on solving the issues, the problems that these smaller businesses have and typically whether you're a a law practice a doctor medical practice whatever you're there to perform your job and the last thing you're going to worry about is like hey how do i get all of these technical things done so we come in we consult with them we try to come in 
as technology agnostic as possible. Of course, O365 kind of speaks for itself, sells itself. But once that is provided for them, all of these other, like you were saying, unless you really are in, from a technical standpoint, breathing, living O365, you don't know some of the caveats or or things that you should do. Uh, so we come in and consult with them. And one of the products, because it plugs in so easily, it's got all the compliance, security, and everything is wrapped into this, which is also an added benefit. And we really like that, especially uh, any medical type of customers that we have. This handles a lot of the uh, clients' regulatory things they have to abide by. And again, because uh, O365 provides limited retention and recovery capabilities, when data is lost or corrupted or whatever, or, or they want to return or recover some from months, years ago, this will take a holistic picture of everything, you know, including exchange, uh, the SharePoint online, OneDrive uh, for business, your teams. You know, a lot of times you have a lot of information and collaboration in the team's chats or files, et cetera. And this this will back all of that up. Along with the security part, and, you know, again, depending on the size of the business, this actually can work for some of those enterprise-level customers as well. Uh, they're not typically our customers. However, it can scale up to that. And the bigger your end users' numbers are, the better deal you kind of get. But overall, it's a pretty affordable, very easy to use plug-in and play pretty much. That's cool. Are there any capacity limits on it? Yeah, on the Office 365 side, not that I'm aware of. And, um, you know, my understanding is, you know, you have these global type companies. They certainly can uh, easily move to this backup and recovery solution. And how about the retention? I mean, is, is there any limits on the retention? You know, that's Once a good you get question. the data in there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that you can set there's certain defaults. You can actually customize this however you want. But as far as, you know, if you need some for five years or 10 years, now, of course, I'm not the technical guy. I'm more of an AE. However, my understanding is that you can set this to retain for whatever policies whatever your company you is set. Yeah. Right. And, and, and is, each is industry is a little different. In the, in the cloud, Sid, or is it storing it on a local backup? Or how is it working in that regard? No, it's all cloud. It's all a cloud based. Okay. cloud solution, yeah. correct. Yeah, it's Island I L A N D Secure Cloud Backup okay. product. Yeah, and they've got other products that are you know other services that they provide. I think you just go to Island.com and it kind of presents. It's real plain and simple to see and read. And uh, for the services we provide, it just seems to work really well uh, with our 365, you know, Microsoft 365 users. Yeah, I well, guess the other thing too that we were, you know, we were talking about too is just kind of a, you know, maybe like a, a recent success story or something like that that you've had, you know, something that uh, this product has come in and saved the day or, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, Microsoft you know, was down for a day or whatever the case is and the, the, the customer is able to get access to an email or something. Do you have any uh, stories like that? You that know, yes. And you guys are, if you were in town or anywhere in Texas, you probably can relate. But, uh, you know, how we recently had a snowcopolypse about, what was that, three year, three weeks ago or so. You know, lights like forever Wait, it ago. snowed in Texas? Yeah. It did. And not only did it snow in Texas, it snowed for a whole week in South Texas. And 
or it was freezing for a whole week in South Texas. I think it snowed, what, two or three days? It, sn- and- it snowed twice on Sunday, Monday, and then it snowed again on Thursday, and we there were 100, 102 hours below freezing consecutively. There you go. If you want the numbers, Dave has them. My job, man. It's my job. <laughs> Anyone that's in the service industry, especially technology services, something goes down and your customers want to know, hey, what's going to happen? I mean, am I losing this? Am I losing that? Are our customers specifically the ones with the Island uh, backup solutions were able to recover everything? Now, granted, you weren't even supposed to be on the road. So a lot of uh, a lot of our uh, customers, you know, literally had to shut down. But many of them that were able to work remotely, so long they had power, quote unquote, were able to successfully just keep business continuity moving. And um, it was a lifesaver in in those senses. You know, I always always talk to those folks or whatever that that say, Office 365, all my eggs are in one basket and this and that. And and you know what? In in some cases, there there have been days where... Office 365 in a certain region or Azure AD or the way that I authenticate to Office this, 365. Are you, are you talking about this week, Brian? You talking about this, <laughs> this week when they, they had an authentication problem with Azure AD? I mean, it it's going to happen. It's, like, it's just that, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's rarer that Microsoft has it happen than – uh, somebody running their stuff on premises is, is likely oh, yeah. to have it happen. Oh, sure. I, sure. I mean, the cloud is definitely more account. robust. But yeah. all that being said, I remember some, talking to some guys uh, when Hurricane Harvey hit, and they had their office down on Allen Parkway, and their basement got flooded, and that's where all their servers were. But they said it was okay because they actually had all their stuff replicated out to the cloud. Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah, very good stuff, Sid. Very good stuff. So, so Sid, how can we? Uh, how, how if somebody's listening to the podcast, how could they get more information about um, about iLand and uh, and learn how it could help them? Well, you know, and the good thing is, you probably have a global reach, I'm sure, but uh, we literally have customers all over the United States, mm-hmm. and um, really, all you have to do is call us. We can consult with. Whatever size business, again, you know, we're SMB focused, but, you know, if you're a 30,000 <laughs> end user company, by all means, we'll at least love to chat with you. Yeah, for the most part, just contacting us. I mean, if you go to salcosolutions.com, you can read all mm-hmm. about it. Or if you want to contact me personally, I'm at Sid at salcosolutions.com. What, what typically happens, folks will call us, they're kind of curious we do a free cost analysis on what they currently have uh we kind of provide a solution for them and Mm -hmm. and kind of compare the two as well as we really try to manage from a budgetary standpoint like you know you guys look like you're growing you know you just went from 10 employees to 20 employees or whatever and so we try to provide a, a path for them to kind of look and hey you know we've got this solution for now but the way you're growing, you may want to think about X, Y, and Z. So we really try to, it's overused, but the trusted partner phrase, we really try to embrace that and lead our customers in that manner. And and a lot of times we give them options like, hey, there's this option, there's that option. Probably your best option is X. And ultimately, they'll be educated enough to choose whatever is the best fit, uh, not only for the organization, but their industry, make sure that they're compliant from a regulatory standpoint and such. Um, so, yeah, just reach out and we would love to help. We would welcome the opportunity. 
Yeah, I tell you what, man, the, the packaging side of it for a managed services provider, that, that piece of it or whatever is what is truly impressive to me, how you can go in and be that virtual CIO. And I hate to use a term that's kind of older, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but yeah, I mean, no, but I mean just, it's, just come it's up still... with a, you know, a, a cost or, or whatever for, for a, a per user type of charge that includes all these different solutions. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an art form man. it really is an art form to be able to package that stuff together. So, um, yeah, we've got a yeah. great team, you know, they know the product, our technical team is, uh, as, what was his name? J.J. Walker would say it's out of sight. They're yeah. dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. Oh, my goodness. And I know they really do memories good. there. Yeah. You, you have you to know, be showing uh, your age a little bit. You didn't even know who that is. Yeah, I know. know. I know. That, that's Brian, probably... were, were you, do you remember J.J. Walker? Oh, yeah. The oh, hat okay. and the whole thing. Man. The hat and the whole thing. That's yeah. right. And wasn't, so, um, wasn't, the, wasn't uh, Janet Jackson on that show, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, played the sister. The sister, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know any of the new artists. You know, as Taylor Swift would say, <laughs> <laughs> move on. I don't know. No, the, the team is really good. They're really, what, I, what I've really learned from, especially being on this side of technology, you know, providing the services, the hardware solutions, all of that, is how our, our technical leads, they come in and they really listen, you know, in every pain point, they just make a note, the next pain point, make a note. And when it's all said and done, it's it's uh, pretty cool how they're able to like, that pain point can be solved this way. You know, much like you do, Dave and Brian, where you've got a customer pulling their hair out. And as you investigate, you realize like, well, maybe the configuration was a little off or mm-hmm. they might need an additional tool or whatever. But it's really pretty neat to see it all come together and it's Salco as an S-A-L-C-O solutions. Salco solutions dot com, right? Yeah. Yeah. My email is Sid. Plain old Sid. I'm going to be like Prince. Go by one word name. It's just a symbol. Just yeah. yeah. Symbol. You, like, you can be like ASCII127 at Salco solutions dot com. No, no. It's Sid yeah. at Salco solutions dot com. There's not enough Sids in the world, right? There you That's go. Right. There you go. Well, Brian, it has come to that time of our podcast once again. You know what time I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what time you're talking about, and and I don't know how I'm going to contribute to this one, but I'm going to try. Uh, you're going to try. I mean, you're the one that suggested this, and I'm sitting there going, uh, all right, so our one last thing, it being March, and actually, since San Antonio is actually going to be hosting the entire women's tournament, we thought right. we would talk about March Madness a little bit and kind of give our predictions for the different, um, you know, for the, well, I guess we'll, we can try both the men's and the women's tournaments, right? Which makes me happy since women's tournament is here in San Antonio with the men's tournament. I'll tell you, my pick is going to be COVID-19 is I think it's, <laughs> I think that COVID-19 yeah. <laughs> is going to win the tournament by derailing, you know, some team that would have won it. They're going to, they're oh, going to have people geez. go down for it in the last minute. Uh, but if I have to pick a team, I'm going to go with Gonzaga just because oh I, I like, I like them. So, and they're a number, I think they're a number 26 one. 26 and 0. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. They're, they're, they're very good. And then on the women's side, I'm going to go with, with Baylor just because I like Baylor. I like Baylor's women's team. Uh, I don't even know if they're in the tournament, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know who's in the women's tournament this year, but by golly, I'll go with Baylor, right? I mean, it's probably about as likely to win as Gonzaga. 
So, uh, Sid, what about you? We'll go with, we'll let you think a little bit more, Brian. So what about you? What about men's and women's tournament picks here? I'm a techie, Dave. What do I know about athletics? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a big that, basketball that's fan. That's what Bing is for. I know, you sh- right? You should be madly typing Bing, you know, <laughs> Bing. March Madness. <laughs> what is your prediction, Bing? No, I honestly think that it's going to come down, not just because I'm from Texas and not just because I'm a big Longhorn fan, but I do think they have a great basketball team this season, just as Texas Tech does. And just as Baylor does. So I think it's going to come down to Baylor and UT with my prediction is Baylor's going to barely squeak it out. But I do think that they'll win. Didn't they beat Texas in the Big 12 championship? Baylor? Uh, Yes. Yeah, that's. They they beat everybody so far. You know, it's like uh, they're unstoppable. Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. All right, Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. Said I forgot. What about the women's side since here in San Antonio? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm kind of ashamed to say that because my daughter's a big girls basketball fan. Uh-huh. I try to watch it, but usually I'm having to work or do something because they always play them in uh, kind of awkward hours. But I'm going to yeah. go with, you know, isn't UConn always in this? UConn's, don't they always UConn's win? usually a pretty good team. I'm going to go with UConn. All right. Sounds good. So that leaves just Brian. Who do you, you like? Feel like? I'm filling out my bracket as we speak. You're filling out your bracket. <laughs> Choosing <laughs> the ones that we didn't choose, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, who we, I think is going to win, I, I think uh-huh. on the men's side, Gonzaga. I mean, I I, I really feel that they're just a spectacular team. And they get yeah. seems like they get better, better every year. So, But I think it would be really amazing because my wife actually went to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Ah. I think it would be amazing if both the men's and the women's won uh, on wow. the Baylor side of things. So I'm going to go with Baylor That's for a both. Prediction. That is a prediction. I like that it. That is though. a prediction. No, yeah, I, I, I have to admit that's that's going out on a uh, uh, on a on a limb there. Imagine the celebration. Although yeah. I although I'm trying, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the. Now, are you talking about the men's side or the women's side? Both. 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 Yeah. Okay. Because I'm trying to see if Baylor's even in the women's side, and I'm not seeing them on the on the list. Uh, oh yeah, Baylor's the number two seed. They're okay, they're in the yeah. same seat. So Baylor, yeah, Baylor, and UConn would 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 be the one two seeds in the Riverwalk bracket. Correct. Uh, they're not using Riverwalk. Yeah. They're not using East West uh, South. No, they have the Riverwalk, the Alamo, the Mercado, and Hemisphere brackets. Yeah. So in the Alamo bracket, you've got Stanford and Louisville as your top two seeds. The Mercado is North Carolina and Texas A&M, and uh, the Hemisphere is South Carolina and Maryland. And Georgia's actually a number three seed in uh, one of these brackets. I think it's the Alamo bracket. So coming from Athens, I always like to root for the Bulldogs, the Georgia Bulldogs, that is. Athens, Georgia, there was a band from there. There's been more than one band from there. There have been been many bands from there. Hey, guys, once again, I appreciate the invitation. I've got a hard stop, but uh, thank you again. hope we can do this again. Maybe next time talk can. about a different type solution, but uh, great catching up with you both, and I appreciate the yeah. opportunity. Yeah, yeah, Sid, thank, thank you. Sid. Brian, I guess that brings us down to the end of yet another podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, this has been a good one, and I think it's some great stuff that Sid talked about there, uh, that whole backup process. So, um, you know, we ask you guys to, to, to listen to us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google. Uh, you can also, of course, listen to us on SoundCloud.com. You know, uh, like our Facebook page. 
Uh, I've been posting stuff out to the Facebook page more often now. So there's other stuff going on out there. Uh, and then Excellent. obviously follow follow Brian on Twitter uh, at GetCloudSavvy and follow me on Twitter at DeBrusa. Uh, and, you, and then you can follow the Cloud Whisperers at Cloud Whisperers on Twitter as well. <laughs> yeah, give it, give us a comment. Let us know yeah. if you want to hear anything, if you want us to talk about anything. Um, if you don't like what I have to say on the podcast, you know, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, this is true. Um, this is true. But uh, so, yeah, we've got some good content out there. So, yeah, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go catch that check that Sid sent me now. Yeah, <laughs> he, he didn't, he didn't send you a check, Brian? No. Is I the only one that got the check? No, I'm, I'm going to have to talk to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, Brian, you have a great one. All right. And everybody out there and out there in the, in podcasting land, uh, like I said, have a great one as well. And, and, uh, leave us a like and a comment. Take care.